Hello, everyone. In this episode of the DOV Family Podcast, we're joined by Dr. John Cutteback, who is a professor at Christendom College, but also the founder of an organization called LifeCraft, which is all about helping families craft the good life. In this conversation, uh, myself and another gentleman from our diocese um, join Dr. Cutteback to talk about his program, Man of the Household. It's a free online series he offers through his webpage, life-craft.org, and it's about how to be the man of the household that your home needs to lead them in crafting the good life. A group of men from around the diocese did this program together during December of 2020, and we're blessed to have the opportunity to talk to him about it. So in this interview, you're going to hear about why he started LifeCraft, and specifically man of the household, and good news for the ladies, he just started a course, Woman of the Household. So if you're, if you're confused at times or, you know, seeking more knowledge about your role as the man or the woman of the household, this is a great interview for you to listen to, even though it focuses on men. And you'll hear uh, him really hone in on the importance of good, healthy friendships outside of the home for both men and women. We cannot be great leaders in our homes if we don't have that support through good friendships. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Dr. John Cutteback, and please check out the show notes or the video descriptions for web for the web links to his webpage and his studies that you can enroll in, Man of the Household and Woman of the Household. We hope this helps you to find good friendships in your life, and also please consider starting or joining a men's or women's group here in the diocese if you need any help to find those or want information on how to start them, please reach out to me at jreyes at victoriadiocese.org. And now we present to you our conversation with Dr. Cutteback. What was your inspiration to do the, do the program and, and how did it develop over time? Yeah, yeah, well, that's a great question. Well, I'm gonna throw out a couple of things there and Justin, then you, um, you know, feel free to, to, to jump in and direct. Um, but um, this has been really close to my heart for a number of years. Um, in, just to go autobiographical for a moment. So I studied philosophy, uh, still study philosophy. I teach philosophy. I have for over 25 years. And, um, uh, you know, what's philosophy fundamentally doing is using the light of natural reason. We particularly go back to the great ancient Greeks. Um, you know, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle are, are, are just such a gift. Early Christians particularly saw this. They're a really special gift to show what can be known by the light of reason. And there's so many beautiful things in Socrates and Plato, and again, especially in Aristotle. And so, you know, in, in philosophy, I study their great works and, um, you know, teach uh, their insights, try to understand them myself, try to share them. But I'd say my main inspiration for doing so is in service of the faith. Because at the, at, at the end of the day, philosophy is always considered to be the handmaid, the handmaiden of theology. And I think that especially in this day and age, we need to be able to use our reason in a time where not just the faith is being rejected, but basic aspects of, of, of just nature. Of, of what it means to be human are, are, are being utterly rejected and tossed aside. So it's, it's, it's like a, a whole new level of a rejection of, of the great truths of, of, of human life, naturally and supernaturally, great, uh, the great truths of the tradition of 
So w one of the main things that I spent my time on, um, I, I, I always spend my time on ethics. My main interest philosophically is in um, trying to understand the good life and basic principles of it. And my first area of focus was friendship. And I've you know written a book on friendship. It's just actually just happens to have just been republished by Ignatius Press. Um, I'm really I'm really excited about that it it gives the principles of the distinction between the various kinds of friendship so that we can then think in terms of how to apply that in our life today, how to how to be intentional about seeking real friendship. I um, having spent a lot of time in that focusing on that we're really made for relationship was the natural kind of next step, particularly given that now I've been married for 25 years and living in the household and been trying to live a certain kind of way here with my family, being really intentional about that that I came to just want to look more and more. What did the ancients say about family and household? And one of the biggest things that I feel like I discovered, I've tried to then convey ultimately in the course was this aspect of, you know, household is a place of daily life. You know, it, the, the, there's, there's, there's much more to the household than just a place where a family happens to live. And it just really seemed to me, the more I thought about this, the more I reflected upon it, the more I looked at it in my own experience, that these that this kind of basic insight was being missed, that there are a lot of people out there trying to do the family thing, but not really having a sense of the household as the natural context in which to do the family thing. So the more that I discovered that both in my kind of reading and reflecting my studying and seeing how it applied to my own life. Okay. Then I was just kind of off and running. I need to bring this. I need to, you know, be thinking about this more. I need to be teaching it. So I designed a course at the college. I taught for several times in a row of just called the philosophy of family and household. And more and more, I found that um, particularly for the particularly for the young folk that are preparing to get married, it just was kind of life changing. It gave them the principles, it gave them a direction, it gave them a sense of, oh, my goodness, now I have a sense of what's how specifically to go about doing what I feel called to do. So I, I just thought, OK, anything that I can do to bring this to a broader audience, I want to do. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things, funny things, Nicholas and Justin, I don't I don't find that I mean, it's, it's not as though just I have this uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but I have been kind of surprised to discover that there that there are kind of these gems, both of a kind of traditional understanding and of so many aspects of the traditional practice of what went on in the household that has just ha has been lost. And, and that so few people more and more are starting to talk about it, but few people are talking about it. it particularly struck me that this was kind of a weakness. Um, I don't say this as a criticism, but more just as an observation in the church that, you know, the church obviously you know, is offering the sacraments and is offering us a lot of fundamental teachings about the nature of marriage. But, you know, the nature of marriage is 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 not the whole show. In other words, my sense is that a lot of these more concrete things um, that we're doing in the in the in the man of the household course are the kind of things that people who want to be serious about marriage as a sacrament and, and living their vocation in the church, that th this is kind of fills in the picture more. So the thing that I like to see most of all is, I mean, at this point, the course is designed not so much to like convert the, you know, the, the wayward, hey, you know, people who think the same sex marriage is the way to go here, you know, look at this and you're going to be wowed and understand this is all that you've ever wanted. Now, that could happen to some, but I mean, really, 
what, what I'm so inspired by is I find more and more and more, especially younger couples just married, preparing to get married, 10 years, 15 years, whatever, into marriage and, and grandparents and so forth too, who have a sense of we, we want to do something different. We've been trying to do something different. We kind of pick up bits and pieces, but the, the principles of the course kind of give them the more synthetic vision of how to think about what's first, what the big order is, especially to think about more details of the relationships that you know constitute the household in the in the various contexts that go along in living out those relationships so um in any case i am still you know i mean this is still fairly new i mean i've been doing this for a couple of years now and you know and a couple hundred people have have given me feedback you know but but at the end of the day i'm really hoping that this will will go further i'm really looking the more i hear from men taking it the more i can get a sense of, okay this is what's helping this so I, i'd love to hear from you um what it has you know what in it you found meaningful and if and if you want to here we can we can then try to go we can try to go further into it what I really enjoyed about the study, Dr. Cutterback, is it was the first thing I've seen, and maybe I just don't, I mean, I'm not looking in the right places, but I've been around Catholic ministry stuff a long time. It was the first thing, it was like, here's your job as a husband and a father, here's what you do, because you drew, because, you know, we try to draw everything from scripture all the time. It's like, there's not explicit scripture for everything you deal with in family life. So I love how yeah, you drew sure. from, I know, what some call the first theologians of the great philosophers like Aristotle, you know? Um, so for me, that was really helpful. It gave me very clear specifics on my job um, as, a, as a husband and a father and what I should be doing, crafting the good life. So I just thank you for that because that was, that was the biggest gift to me. It sort of made me think, no, this is my job. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Here's my son here climbing back in the car. We just got home, but, um, yeah, that was incredible for me because mm. I feel mm. like it's such a gap in the church. Like you said, it's just such a gap. You know, guys don't talk about what they need to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis. We gloss over it with a lot of pleasantries and like just, you know, little scripture verses here and there. And I think, we, I think we're hot on ourselves and we're critical of each other mm -hmm. because we don't know what to base it off of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just all grabbing, yeah. grasping for straws yeah. like, no, this is what you, this is how you should be. This is how you should be. No one's given us a rubric and men are used to right. bars we have to reach. If any of that makes sense. Yeah, 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 totally. No, that, that's a that, that, that's a great point. And, and, you know, I'm just here. One thing I want to suggest and, and really encourage everybody, um, you know, I know, Justin, this is I don't know exactly what you do in your ministry, but I'm sure part of what you're doing is, is that you're trying to arrange things, try to set up contexts. So let me, I, I, I probably said this in the course at some point, so so forgive me for being repeating myself, but here's something I really want to encourage you all on. Um, I, I, I love this thing that I'm stole, I've stolen from Wendell Berry. Um, living things need a conducive context to thrive the different kinds of life thrive in different contexts, but any living thing needs a conducive context. So we're trying to find a conducive context to thrive as men. We're trying to make our household a context that conducive for the thriving of the people in it and the relationships in it. 
and but particularly right now to talk about kind of fortifying the men here i, I mean we it i know one of the things that all men like yourselves that are serious about this kind of thing one of the things i mean look you know i'm, I'm sure there's a number of people right now that would that, that would want to be here um right in, 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 right, in Texas right now, good grief, it's quarter of seven, right? I mean, you know, and, and, and these, 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 these guys are, are, you know, maybe they wanted to be here, but they're, they're, you know, they're putting a priority having dinner with their families or, you know, whatever it is. And so it, it's so hard to balance this. And so I just, I really want to encourage, um, again, be merciful with yourselves and recognize you just have to feel your way through it. But I, I, I do think, I mean, right, one big thing I kept saying in the course, put a priority on the household, put a priority on the household, make sure you're not putting too much time and energy into your profession to the detriment of the household. But, but something I didn't so much emphasize there that I wanna say here is um, you have to, even for the sake of the household, you need to be putting a priority on giving yourself good solid time with one another as men. And, and, you know, there's, there's no magic formula for exactly how to find that balance. But the, but the bottom line is men need manly friendships. Manly friendship is a, is a key aspect of becoming the men that we're called to be. And so I would just say just, just to a, a quick distinction. There's, I like to say when, when I lecture on friendship, there's, there's, there's kind of, there's, um, concentric circles. There's 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 kind of the closer in circle. There's the slightly further out circle. There's the further out out circle. Right. We're made for relationship. We're made for communion. We're made for community. And so, the, I mean, a couple of very close in circles, other than the household, is of course kind of like the proverbial men's group circle. But the men's group is not itself identical to the very intimate circle of what I kind of say is for each man, maybe it's one, two really close manly friends. One thing that's beautiful about a, a men's group is it itself is a context for the men in that group to be deepening the friendships with one another. And hey, you know, the good news is men tend not to be jealous about about of, of relationships and they say, hey, you know, you're oh, he's better friends with he than he is with me. I mean, you know, life is too short to be, you know, to be jealous about that stuff. We, we, we need to be praying to the Lord, Lord, help me develop really close friendships. I mean, this is something that, again, I think fits very well with my work in the house. I love looking at St. Alaric is a great medieval theologian on on. Um, talks a lot about friendship he calls friendship the highest step towards perfection so there's so there's 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 a unique and irreplaceable kind of accountability that comes about between men men at the inner inner kind of level of the one or two that you you tend to be absolutely closest with that you're going most deeply with but then there's this key level kind of one step out of again I'll just say kind of the men's group level call it call it eight guys call it six guys call it 15 guys you know and, and then you know maybe one step out from that you know the knights of columbus group you know that, that's 50 guys or whatever i mean th these all have their place but but to, for you all to be saying to yourselves hey 
we particularly say having taken the course together we now that was one step in the direction of sharing principles we know that we are, are thinking with some of the same principles and so we can help one another think more about this we can hold one another accountable we can encourage one another on these things we can check up on one another and so to be setting up contacts i sp specifically want to challenge justin and i want to encourage all the other men to work together don't make it too hard on justin be willing to follow his lead or he asks you for feedback give, give him give him give you know give him the feedback tell him the times that work tell him tell him your ideas this is something you know, justin's going to have to be savvy there are different things that experience have shown you know tends to work well as regards men's groups you know maybe that's that it's that set time but it's making sure that you don't go don't go too long it's making sure that you have the right combination of some good social time at the same time with a certain kind of richer contact the same time some prayer all of these are three really important ways that men need to be touching base with one another and and so i'd love ultimately justin to even uh, learn some more even talk to you um I, I don't want to be overly like um, sometimes things can be over formalized, but sometimes at the same time they can be under formalized and it's nice to have something formalized. So even in, in the course, the fact that I came up with those um, resolution sheets with the idea of you kind of check up on yourself and you can move on to new ones. I'm not the guy that's like, hey, what you've got to do is you've got to use those sheets. You know, I mean, this is the thing. It, it, to me, it's just the idea of you know, use those sheets or figure something else out to to give you a context to help you be be continuing to be intentional and reflective to be keep taking it to the next step because the con because the point is once you've got these basic principles you have a sense of okay there's, there's gonna be constant discernment with my spouse especially and with the, my my men friends to help me think about you know how am i addressing these issues that are raised you know arising with my teenagers let's go to the guys that have more experience with that you know and on on how are we handling the technology question okay a bunch of people just have younger children they haven't really had to deal with when did you get them a mobile phone kind of thing okay others have Let, let's talk about these questions let's not be judgmental of one another but let's be supportive of one another you know you, you got to do that with people that at least fundamentally share the same principles because if you don't share, share the same principles you're not asking the same questions if you're blessed to have a group of men that's asking the same questions then run after it and, and, and anything justin that you can be doing to be getting men together and giving them conducive context to be getting to know one another to be on various levels maybe holding one another accountable to slightly broader level and then at the same time on the more specific level it just seems to me i would think justin you would be bending your mind around that all the time and again i encourage everybody work together on that realize that's part of your being the friend that you should be, the son of the church you should be, the husband you, sh you should be, by attending to that right appropriate kind of manly time, your, 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 your wife is gonna see an improvement in you and she's gonna appreciate that and she's gonna support you in it because she knows you need it and, you know, and she knows it's feeding back to your relationship with her and the relationship with the children. Yeah, I love what, what you said, because it's kind of like I've kind of seen that just by feeling it out. Like you said, you need those different layers. So, for example, one thing we're trying to do in the I support men's parish groups, right? We're, we're helping 
different pairs to start men's groups. But what I've come to realize too in my own life is you you have you that group is helpful, but you don't share your whole heart with that group because it's too hard to really be vulnerable like that all the time. You know, and yep. Proverbs says, guard well the heart, for it is the wellspring of life. I think that applies to us physically as well as emotionally as men. But mm-hmm. so you really need, and, and this conversation make me really want to, as we promote parish groups, to also say each guy also needs one to two confidants where he bears his soul more so. Because I've, I've, I've kind of felt my way out to realize that over the years, you know, that because I, I think at some time in my life, too, I wanted everyone to be that guy I open up to. But you can't be that way with everybody. Life's not designed that way. You know, you really can have like one or two for those deeper relationships. So I just, yeah. Amen. Just agree. <laughs> I just felt it out, you know, but I totally agree. Amen. And that I'm really glad to hear you even kind of mirror that back to me and say it in, in certain aspects that I hadn't even said of we're made for relationship and there are relationships of different kinds. When we do relationships well, any relationship done with integrity is gonna feed the other relationships in our life. And just like as regards the household, there's certain things, there's certain truths, especially as a man that we, we need to understand. We need, we, need, we need to get the principle. We need to know what we're after. It's, it's the exact same thing in friendship. Uh, again, it just so happens Aristotle is super strong on this. So Justin, so I'm just going to kind of offer to you in your travels, if, 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 you, if you do grab my book uh, called True Friendship, I, it's, it's a quick read. It's, I, I think that you might find some principles in there that would be a really nice balance um, and add to the whole aspect of what you're doing in the household because um you know household and and i said this in there in the in the final module but i just make it kind of a quick short thing it ought to be a conducive place for being kind of a seedbed of friendships but i mean hey this is a really big thing especially for forming our children for the friendships that the the most important friendships then that they're going to go on to live in their life are, are ultimately going to be with people outside the household not that that's not super important, but, but you know, they're, they're made for, they're made to kind of spread their wings and go into a broader community and go into a, a, a further vocation. And, you know, and gosh, especially in this day and age, there's, there's so many concrete aspects of helping them discern how to sort out what goes into a true friendship. And what, and part of it is, is, is just a simple things, Justin, like you just pointed out you can be too anxious for friendship you can move too quickly in friendship you can be trying to go too deep with too many people you can it's be a lot to go- it's a lot like dating it's a lot like dating because you do is. have to get to it and this this might sound weird to guys but you've got to get to know the other guy before you say hey would you be willing to go deeper in this friendship with me for example i've, I've become really good friends with someone who we have a monthly meeting where we make sure we go to confession together. We each go to confession, not together, obviously. We each go to confession, then we have lunch after. You can't do that with everybody. But yeah, I, I had to like yeah. pray on it and discern that before I made that invite. Because so, so yeah, it Tell does right. remind me of dating. It reminds me of dating a lot. No. You're, you're right. Look, this is funny. In, in, there was an older version of the book. In the new version of the book, I add a segment in there from St. Allared's book, which is called Spiritual Friendship. And he literally goes through the, the stages of, first of all, 
choosing with whom you're even going to try to go deeper. And then is a step called testing what to see you know, before you even really commit to this. You have a sense that in this period right now, we are getting to know one another. And this isn't this uh, this isn't about being I, I love to say this. It's not about being judgmental. It's about living in the truth. Friendship is always about reality. It never it never helps to pretend something is real that's not. Don't pretend to be capable of a relationship you're not. Don't pretend that this person is capable of a relationship he's not. Don't pretend that you're going to be able to pursue this kind of relationship unless you have a context to do so. It's always about being realistic and recognizing, particularly or we're spending so much time in our household, what relationships can we be pursuing at the same time, given concretely our vocation as men in the household. And there are ways of doing that that are compatible. But we have to think clearly about that. And again, we've got to help one another figure out how to think clearly about that. 